Hello and welcome back to Pictorial on Relay FM. I'm Quinn Rose and I didn't go to art school, but I love learning about art anyway. And I'm Betty. I also didn't go to art school, even though I'm back in school, but still not art school. So I'm still not <laughs> qualified for this podcast, but I still love learning about art too. If you listened to our last episode, uh, you know that we took a little break and this is actually the first episode that we we're recording um, back in the present day <laughs> after our break. Um, so Betty, would you like to tell people why you're in school now? Oh, yeah. Um, so I decided for some reason that I'm going to get a master's in architecture and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Very exciting. I can't wait for all the architecture episodes. I'm taking an architectural history class and like in class the other day, I was just like, oh, that's that's a good uh, YouTube episode. I'm like, oh, that's a good pictorial episode. <laughs> so getting lots of info. It's going to happen. Yeah. And I also want to mention um, that it is currently September, which is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And for the fourth consecutive year, uh, the Real FM community is raising money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Um, we talked about this a lot in our last episode. We're going to talk about it a little bit more at the ending of this episode. But this serves just as a reminder to everyone to go to stjude.org slash relay to donate. Again, we'll talk about this in a little more detail um, after the meat of the episode. But once again, if it's not in your brain yet, stjude.org slash relay. <laughs> But I do want to dive into this episode because, like we mentioned, we're coming back from a bit of a recording hiatus. We're learning how to do podcasts again. And I didn't want to start back off on anything that was like, you know, a lot of times we do these episodes that are big, deep dives. And sometimes we read whole books to prepare for episodes and we like really get into the stories behind things. And that's not what we're doing here today. Uh, today, I'd like to start this episode by asking Betty, are you on TikTok? I am so old, I guess. I have tried to be on TikTok so many times, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm okay, so okay. sorry. <laughs> then I'm assuming that you haven't seen the TikTok trend about art to the song Mary on a Cross. I have not seen a TikTok video that hasn't been re-uploaded to YouTube, and even those <laughs> I don't really watch either, so... All right. I can't wait to tell you and everyone else about this. So uh, there's a song called Mary on a Cross. Um, it has nothing to do with anything. It's just the song that got picked for this. The lyrics have nothing to do with what people are using it for. It's just an important sort of reference so the people who do know what I'm talking about are know what's coming next. Um, so this song got really popular on TikTok recently, and it was used for a lot of different things. Um, but one of the really fun trends that people used it for was to talk about the art pieces that have had the greatest impact on them. So it'd be a video would say something like, oh, you know, art really doesn't have that big of an effect on me. And then would cut to an image or sometimes a, a video of the art piece that impacted them the most seriously that they just can't stop thinking about. That's interesting. Maybe I should go back to try TikTok again. <laughs> no, don't. It's okay. fine. Okay. <laughs> I probably won't. <laughs> I've done the work for you here today. I've brought the best of TikTok to you because what I thought we could do here today is rather than doing a deep dive on any one or two of these, um, I have a little a little list of 
some of the favorite pieces that I saw from this, some of which I knew beforehand, most of which I didn't. Um, and then we could kind of get just get our initial reactions and talk a little bit about how we interpret um, these pieces and if they have an impact on us. All right, let's do it. All right. We're not going to play the audio for these in the episode because, again, the audio is the same every time. It has nothing to do with the art piece. Um, but like always, we will talk about, we will describe what we're seeing. Um, and you can always look at the YouTube version of these episodes or look at your uh, chapter artwork as we're talking about it to see the images as well. How about you click on your first link and tell me what you see? So, okay, I will describe what I see. So... Uh, I am looking at a TikTok, um, and it starts off with a person's face, and it says, there is no piece of art that can make me weep, and then it cuts to a piece of art uh, after a few seconds, and oh, there. so I, I just paused, and it looks like it's a picture of a of two lambs, I would say. Uh, one looks like a bigger one. It's standing on top of a smaller one that's either sleeping or dead. And the bigger one, the bigger lamb is like breathing and you can see its breath, I think. And then there's black crows, I'm assuming. They're birds uh, and they're black, so I'm going to assume they're crows. Um, and they're some are standing in the foreground, some in the background, some are flying. And it looks like there's snow on the ground and it's like a gloomy, cloudy day. Oh, there's even more crows in the back. There's a lot of there's a lot of birds. And then I think a caption goes on to it. Oh, is that just are the is the caption just like the song? Yeah, that's just the lyrics of the song, which again, have nothing to do okay, with so this. so all right so yeah just uh the the the, the lamb <laughs> i guess before we talk about this piece with any actual information what is your initial reaction just to seeing this tiktok and seeing the image that is presented in the tiktok um yeah i mean since i don't really understand tiktok trends um <laughs> <laughs> i'm assuming it's a work of art that is like yeah it has like very big impact on this person who's making it um i presume i want to say that like first of all i have no idea like who this painting is by or what it's called or what it's about um but it does seem like there's a story there and i would like to know what's going on this is an oil painting called anguish by the painter august friedrich schenk and I'm really sorry for not pronouncing that right. Uh, it's S-C-H-E-N-C-K. I feel like my mouth is having a lot of trouble with that one. <laughs> um, but it was painted in 1878. Um, and what the TikTok doesn't show you um, is just basically the the further width of the painting because it is a landscape uh, orientation and, and TikTok is vertical video. So you don't see all of it. But basically, um, if you pull out you just see that there are even more ah. of these crows than uh you can see in the initial video and they're almost completely encircling um this lamb or, or this uh, sheep i should say who is protecting a lamb who has uh, presumably died in the night in the cold now that I look, I googled the actual landscape painting and zoom in, I see that there's blood coming out of the lamb's mouth. So that yeah. makes it seem more like uh, it's not just sleeping. Yeah. I had never seen or heard of this painting before, but it, this is one that really got me just from seeing it in this video because of the title anguish is so accurate. I've 
this is true anguish on the sheep's face even though it isn't a human you can see the raw emotion of someone who has presumably lost their child and is now trying to protect the body from being scavenged by crows which is deeply macabre you can feel that emotion like from from the painting of the sheep um yeah just by looking at it and and it's not just the expression it's kind of like the whole composition is portraying that and yeah like i i yeah i'd never seen or heard of this this painter or the work before but this is um it's a pretty good painting yeah all right that's our uh, that is our rating for the first one. Pretty good painting. <laughs> so. And we're going to return to this theme of the connection between animals and humans and emotion later. Um, but first, uh, we're going to talk about uh, maybe a different connection between humans and robots. So, uh, yeah, the first, uh, when you first open the video, the still images of a stop sign. Uh, it says, I don't like contemporary art. It just doesn't make sense to me in quotes and then the next one is a is a video of what looks like a robot arm with a metal like scraper attached to the end of it and it is scraping the floor underneath it that looks like there's like a circular pattern of red liquid that looks like blood and it's scraping the blood looking liquid towards itself Yes. Have you ever seen this before? Uh, no, this particular artwork, um, I have not. I hadn't either. But a, a lot of people in the comments were like, I remember seeing this and it re-altered my brain chemistry. <laughs> Those kinds of comments. Wow. Do we know, because it's TikTok, and do we know who the artwork is by? Yes. So this is a piece called Can't Help Myself uh, by San Yuan and Peng Yu. Um, and it was commissioned in 2016 by the Guggenheim. The design of this art piece is basically exactly what it looks like. It is a robot arm that is programmed only to try to keep the liquid around it close to itself. So there's basically a sensor that when it senses a liquid going too far away, it, it jumps out and pushes it back in. But it does so in such a jerky manner that it splatters everywhere and so and it also the liquid is specifically designed to look quite blood-like so it's in this eternal battle to try to keep liquid close to it that can't because it's always constantly dripping away and then while it does that it splatters the liquid everywhere and it makes it look like blood stains all around the installation it feels like yeah there i'm trying to describe like the the emotional impact that it's creating or seems to be um like i feel like it's um yeah like the, it's it's kind of like the, the the robot arm it's trying to keep this like liquid close to itself but it's like a very difficult thing to do because liquid is is liquid it goes everywhere <laughs> and it's very difficult yep. to scrape up um and i can just you know if i'm trying to scrape up liquid with my hand it would not work very well but it's almost like i guess it's almost like some sort of like desperate attempt in doing something but then it's just making a mess and 
like I don't know if this is some sort of metaphor for like also anguish I guess (laughs) (laughs) a lot of anguish yeah yeah I don't know like maybe a lot of these is just about anguish but just expressed in different ways honestly I'm not gonna lie a lot of the things we're gonna look at today can be summed up by anguish but I think that there's a reason for that I mean that's the art that hits us the hardest anguish is such a, a deep emotion that word is something that you feel in the bottom of your stomach so if there's an art piece that captures that feeling of course that's going to be the one that sticks with people yeah and I guess I'm wondering like because yeah this one is it's a robot arm and it has like that jerky moment and I guess you're saying that some people were saying that this like had like a profound impact on them do people say like why or or is it just like everybody has a different interpretation of it Ooh, this is a fun opportunity. Let's look at some of these comments and see if anybody has interpretations. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So here are some things that people in the comments have seen. One person just said in quotations, it's so tired. Which, oh, that kills me. Oh, no. I do like how one, or at least I don't know how top comments work on TikTok, but the first one I see is someone who just says, could you please explain the meaning? That's a good question. And it does not get explained. Someone says, it fights so hard to live for what? Sad face. Honestly, like that's a good question, which is, I think, part of the questions that it's supposed to be asking you is like, why? It's just doing this thing over and over. It doesn't need to do it like in the strictly sense of need to but yet it's been programmed to do it can't help itself as the as the name of the piece tells us uh some some people interpret it as uh there's one person who said the robot will never finish cleaning the blood so it's like saying it will never get the blood off its hands which is a very different interpretation than I think a lot of these, but also quite interesting. Yeah, I feel like what you just said earlier, the, like the it's fight, yeah, the one about it fighting so hard to live, and it's like it's programmed to do what it's doing, and it just, it, and it's like why we don't know. It just is like I feel like it's it can get existential. It's like why are we here? Is it just to suffer? <laughs> I don't know. It's also worth noting that this is an electronic machine, which means that in 2019, um, it did rust uh, far enough that it was no longer functional. And it basically, this art piece died and it, in a way, killed itself by this exposure to this liquid. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) This is like, this is is anguish. (laughs) Like, it's making me sad. (laughs) We're renaming every piece anguish. <laughs> yeah, every piece is just called anguish. <laughs> okay, let, let's look at the third one, um, which isn't quite so depressing, but I think is very interesting. And it also it's, runs on the same theme as the, these first three all run in the same theme as sort of like, I think, deep connections between humans and non-humans. Um, so let's look at this one. The caption says, it's hard to think of a painting where it's the title that really makes it hit, but... So it has the name of the work in the video this time. So it says Two Earthlings, John Brosio, um, Oil on Canvas, 2009. And I see a what looks like the fossil or a bone of a, I want to say dinosaur skull, or it could also be 
a very giant a giant animal of some sort probably dinosaur um and it's, it looks like it's inside like a museum cage or um not a cage um like a glass box and there's a person who is uh outside the glass box um looking at it and i presume the two earthlings are the uh fossilized remains of a dinosaur and a living person looking at it yeah so what do you think of this especially with the title two earthlings so it's interesting i'm glad there was a title saying it's oil on canvas because at first i thought it was a picture i thought it was a photograph of a of a you know like a museum piece and and there just happens to be a person in the background um i guess it's like a it's pretty like realistic rendering um but like now knowing it's like a it's a painting so the person is like purposely depicting these two um earthlings and i think in a way it's like or the way i see it it's kind of like it's it's putting these two like very different types of earthlings i would or normally you would consider them very different like because one is was like a very big like animal uh i don't even know if they're reptiles or birds um and then there's um a human person and they're also really separated in time like by millions of years presumably and one's living and one's dead so it's almost like two things that you wouldn't normally categorize together but it is in the instance of this title so i guess it's almost like it's 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 like our relationship with this this animal is like we have a connection even though it's very distant yeah it's hard to think of a life form that i would feel less connected to than dinosaurs which have no overlap with human beings and they're so different from us physically in all these ways and yet you know we are two earthlings i almost wish this title was three earthlings because it's the person in the painting the dinosaur skull and the person looking at it um but maybe that was just like a little too precious yeah i don't even know because it looks like behind the person the person like in the white shirt and black pants i think it almost looks like there's like the back and legs of another person in the background so it's like there's there could be another person and then if you include the person who's looking at these people it could be four earthlings (laughs) infinite earthlings (laughs) but yeah it is this just beautiful moment i guess that's been captured of uh this earthling looking at another one yeah um i just want to yeah like go back to the caption the person made was it's hard to think of a painting where it's the title that really makes a hit but so i i think i yeah, I do think that if I saw this painting without the title, I don't think I would have had as many comments. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure though. It would just be like, "Oh, that's a that's a nice painting." But then it's the title and you're like, "Oh." Yeah, and you know, I think what's interesting is titles in some cases or for some artists are really important for certain artists it's not at all because some artists don't even name their own paintings or artworks but some artists it's like the the name is a part of the artwork so it's interesting to think about because we typically think of the artwork as in like the object itself that is like the painting or a sculpture or a robot arm um but in 
many cases, it's like the artwork isn't just the object. It's also outside of that. And one of the things is is the um the titles and i actually i made a video i made a youtube video years ago called um about paintings that are untitled like it's it, mm-hmm. so it's about paintings that have no title so you would think titles don't matter but even in that video i talk about some paintings the our artist purposely naming it untitled actually is a part of the artwork and um the art the examples i gave was the artist um felix gonzalez torres where he has a lot of or had a lot of untitled uh artworks but they had subtitles and it's basically like you can't experience the artwork without looking at what it's called so i guess read labels everyone betty you are never going to believe this guess what the next piece is (laughs) oh is it oh my god (laughs) of course it is (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I'm just psychic. I can predict things. <laughs> so the next one, so is, so the caption in the beginning is, I don't think there's a work of contemporary art that's left an impact on me. And the uh, artwork is untitled bracket a portrait of Ross in LA, uh, 1991 by Felix Gonzalez Torres. The the artwork, it's you're looking at the corner of a wall, uh, presumably in an art gallery. There's a hardwood floor and two like white blank walls. And in it is a pile of something. Now, like I know what the pile is because I know about the artwork. But if I didn't, it just looks like little tiny colorful pebbles um, from my screen. But um, I know they're like little tiny individually wrapped pieces of candy. And based on my knowledge of this work, I think this is one where visitors can touch it, or at least at when it was first shown, you can actually take a piece of candy away with you. And a lot of um, Gonzalez Torres' works are, you can take a piece with you. I think when I was at the Tate it Modern, I think there was an artwork I saw and you, you could take like a, a sheet of paper and I took one like, and I mm. have it somewhere. I don't know where it is. <laughs> Yes. So this is the only art piece that I pulled today um, that I knew about already and have seen in person. Um, And I picked this one because this is what I would have submitted to this trend (laughs) if I was doing it. But I saw several people doing this one because it is, I think, such a well-known and devastating piece of art. And the whole point is uh, it's 175 pounds of candies, um, which was the ideal body weight of Ross Laycock, who was the partner of Gonzalez Torres, um, who died of an age-related illness in 1991. And so the whole premise of this continual contemporary art piece is that anyone is free to take candies from it, thus diminishing the weight and the life of Ross, um, not only on an emotional level, but physically, um, people who died of AIDS complications uh, very commonly basically wasted away. Um, it was very common, for, and the same with Ross at the time of their death, to be significantly physically diminished. Um, and so that represents that on a very visceral level. But the other part of this is that once the pile gets – I'm not sure if it's when it gets to a certain uh, – low enough or completely done, um, they replenish it back to 175 pounds so that he is continually granted new life. 
I can't really talk about this without crying. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know. I um I actually I yeah I did um I did a TED talk in 2015 at uh, my casual yeah you know just just <laughs> just dropping this uh, no, like uh, go watch uh, TEDx Betty Chen <laughs> sorry um and I it, the I it wasn't particularly about this artwork it was about artworks that involve community participation in general and I gave examples of all kinds of different art that you can actually like touch and do things uh, for and this one is obviously an example of that and uh, when I was talking about the all the artworks um I like had to control myself to not cry on stage like so but uh I I don't think I did or or at least but when I was like practicing I like like choked up a few times um because it's yeah it, it is very sad um but i and then like and again like you can obviously interpret um gonzalez torres's works in your own ways yourself uh presumably but one of the things that i always found interesting was i do wonder like the act of like people taking away the candy um because i got it's almost it almost feels like society is contributing to the like loss of life of ross and i do wonder if that's like a part of the meaning of the work like i don't know like obviously you know aids is a very complicated issue and you know but i i don't know It, it it just it felt like it felt like it wasn't just like someone who's like dying it was also like we're we're all like watching this happen and contributing to it but there's like at the time anyway there's like nothing we can do or nothing was done at least yeah i think that's a a very good point um on this artwork is the way that every little person chips away at it that's conceptual art baby (laughs) yeah i but you know i do think as much as like as a lot of his works are are very heartbreaking um i do think they are good examples i I feel like most of the times when i give this as an example to talk about why contemporary art can be really impactful even though it's like either minimalist or um, abstract which a lot of his works are but so when you kind of explain these, a lot of people are actually like, oh, okay, I can understand why contemporary art is important, <laughs> Like, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I have one more piece for us to look at today. And this one I think is a very fun one because I think it is so open to interpretation um, in a way that some of... I mean, obviously, these are all open to interpretation, but I think that a lot of them have sort of a couple paths of interpretation um, or even explicit purpose that we come to understand about them. But this one is like, I think almost everyone who looks at this takes kind of something different away from it. It's a scene of what looks like a bedroom. Um, It's very dark and gloomy. It seems like there's no lights except for maybe light coming in from the windows. Um, There's a lot of like frills and like sheets on the bed. And what looks like at the end of the bed is, I don't know what it's called. Is is it called a dresser or a like chest um i guess yeah like it like a chest I yeah guess. Oh, yeah it's a chest that you open up and i i, I guess most people put clothes in there um so the chest is open 
there's like clothes, what looks like a white wedding dress or, or just a white dress and white wet shoes that's like out of the chest on the floor and there is um what, I, what looks like a woman um who's dressed in dark clothes like hunched over the chest with her head in her hands and probably crying or in anguish um <laughs> we're back back to the beginning um and so the oh yeah sorry i should have looked at the title um the title is the wedding dress by frederick elwell um so yeah it looks like this person um i i'm gonna assume didn't have a great wedding experience well this is my question um when you look at this painting what is your first reaction to what do you think happened here why is she crying over this wedding dress i think either she was going so yeah so she was I'm assuming this is her dress and she was going to get married wearing this dress or she got married wearing this dress already and this is this is afterwards and um her the person who was supposed to be her spouse is no longer in the picture either they left or died um I'm just like making things up here. Like that's I, I'm trying to think of all the reason why this person could be sad. And yeah, no, absolutely. That's also my so my first interpretation of this was that she um was supposed to be married and her fiance died like probably right like very close to the wedding. Um was my first guess. And I think that that's a quite a common interpretation of like what we were talking about is either like supposed to be married or was married and then something terrible happened um but it's very interesting because in the comments which i encourage everyone to read the comments of this people give so many interpretations that could explain this scene um someone says my interpretation is that she was mourning the person she was before the marriage some people say like i think that she lost a daughter and that she's crying over the wedding dress her daughter was supposed to wear yeah you know i i actually think yeah the person who said she's mourning the life she could have had like or she she had before the marriage that like i don't know how old this painting is but it looks like it it doesn't it doesn't look contemporary um it is from 1911 oh okay okay all right so yeah this could have been a time uh when you know you had to marry someone that you didn't want to or you didn't want to get married at all um and you kind of are um now just like trapped um in a marriage which happened to a lot of women for a very long time in history continue to um so it it could also be that she is very sad that she successfully got married but it's not like what she wants like that that also that actually i think i mean again it, it's an it's an interpretation but i i think that uh i can see why someone could see that as a possibility yeah it's like of all the different uh interpretations i feel like it comes down to two different categories which is is she mourning something is she mourning basically someone who this wedding dress represents to her or is she mourning the wedding and the marriage itself? Mm-hmm. There's lots of different reasons for either of those to be happening. But because, you know, she's wearing 
dark colors what was she at a funeral is this like a did someone die or did she just you know happen to be wearing dark colors and it's um unconnected to this and she is mourning for some other reason because all we get is this title the wedding dress but we don't we don't know what that means so is there are there explanations like do we know enough about this painting to know what the original artist intended or is this just we just have no information i believe the i believe the most common interpretation is that she what we talked about the, at the beginning of this that she's mourning um her husband or fiance in some way but i don't think that there is a like i don't think it's uh a depiction of of a real person or event that happened. I think it isn't open to interpretation. I think so it's so it's not like there is an actual thing that happened that we know for sure, but people just interpret it differently. It's that we're actually not entirely sure what this is depicting, um, and people have a lot of ideas. Yeah, hmm. and it, it's it's somewhat. I think it's a little bit of a almost kind of a Rorschach test thing, which is if you are someone who maybe uh, lost a partner in a similar way or like has a, a very close romantic relationship that you uh, worry about losing in this way, maybe that's your automatic interpretation. Whereas some people who are more fearful for things like uh, losing their freedom or have been in situations where they felt their freedom was restricted perhaps by a romantic relationship, they might automatically interpret that in a very different way. Um, and I think that what you are bringing to this piece is going to affect how you see it. And and I think that, you know, kind of continuing from my, like, uh, what I was saying earlier is that um, an artwork like exists outside of itself, not just in a way that titles affect, could, could affect the meaning of the artwork but also like you as a person your thoughts and experiences and how you come to this work and how you interpret it is is also a part of the work yeah but we can all agree that she is feeling anguished yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and i think you know what the the first one or yeah we see the face of the the animal and it's very like emotionally invoking and this one you don't even see a face but but you feel you can sense the anguish so it's kind of like you, anguish can be expressed in so many different ways it, it doesn't even have to involve a face doesn't even have to involve a human it could be a robot yeah it could be a pile of candy that you think oh look a pile of candy and then you read the sign next to it and then you cry yeah yeah. Art can do that to you. <laughs> well, like, I, I think I'm starting to understand this TikTok trend. But I think from now on, you, Quinn, will just be my TikTok, like, filter. You just you just give me the TikToks you think are interesting and I'll watch those. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll keep you appraised of all the art history TikTok trends. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. And if anybody who listened to this has any fun interpretations of any of these, or if you have art pieces yourself that were extremely meaningful to you, let us know. Um, we always love to hear uh, people's uh, people's contributions to topics like this. So um, feel free to tweet at us or talk to us in the Discord. Yeah, and feel free to make your own TikTok like this and send it to Quinn, and then Quinn can send it to me. <laughs> yeah, per- the perfect chain of events. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I did promise uh, at the end here that we would return to talking about St. Jude. Um, So 
as I mentioned at the beginning, um, this is our fourth year uh, working with a St. Jude Children's Research Hospital to raise money for their life-saving mission. And you have through September 30th to donate uh, to the campaign to get exclusive uh, Relay FM merchandise um, and both digital and physical, lots of fun stuff that you can get. Um, but most importantly, you will be supporting the vital work of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, who are working to eradicate childhood cancer while not charging anyone who needs their services any money at all, which unfortunately, especially in the U.S., is a huge deal and allows families to focus on helping their children get better instead of worrying about finances. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast, um, at the time it comes out, um, the podcast-a-thon would have already happened. So you will have already seen me if you watched it. But if you haven't seen it, I'm sure it's going to be somewhere. So go watch it and see me appear at some point and then donate again. <laughs> donate every time Betty talks. Uh, it's <laughs> very important. Actually, there we. I don't know if we're going to say this, but we wanted to... We, we say we love our listeners so many times in our recording. <laughs> so we were going to do like a drinking game, except instead of drinking, you donate a dollar to St. Jude every time you hear somebody say we love our listeners. So go watch the entire podcast-a-thon, count how many times you hear we love our listeners, and donate that much. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. What a fun little game for a good cause. <laughs> I agree. And one more time, that URL to donate is stjude.org slash relay. If you'd like, you can also find us on Twitter or Instagram at pictorialpod. I'm also on Instagram at aspiringrobotfm. And you can find show notes and links to everything we talked about today at Relay.fm slash pictorial. And you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at ArticulationsV. And I am also on YouTube as Articulations. And speaking of YouTube, we also have a YouTube channel, Pictorial Podcast, on YouTube, and uh, where we upload older episodes of our audio uh, podcasts onto YouTube. So if you want to watch some of the older episodes, you can go do that and watch the uh, pictures go by as you are watching the videos and this time you'll see some tiktoks which i don't think is a thing that youtube likes but whatever <laughs> thanks for listening art enthusiasts